It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's going up forever. Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. We're number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. Breaking news, culture, matic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. We have a lot to uh, talk about, ladies and gentlemen. See, wait, hold on. Let me see if the YouTube stream is uh, going up. Opti, it seems like the... Oh, there we go. YouTube is here. It seems like uh, we were having some some technical issues, but now we're okay. Uh, guys, welcome to the most watched Bitcoin daily live show, Simply Bitcoin. Uh, for anyone who's new to the channel, welcome, welcome. We're your number one source for the peaceful revolution. Guys, look, um, we like to give our viewers what they want to watch. And uh, we did an episode... Uh, last week where we covered a high profile person and that high profile person said that the Bitcoin price was going to hit, uh, you know, a certain price by a certain date. Now us as simply Bitcoin, we don't like to speculate. Uh, so what we'll do though, is we'll lay out the case for you guys. We'll pull out the receipts and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try to determine as to why, uh, these people believe that, uh, you know, Bitcoin's going to hit uh, $5 million per coin, which obviously, you know, you guys know our own biases. You know, we wouldn't do this every single day if we didn't believe Bitcoin eventually was going to hit $5 million. But there is logic behind it. This isn't just, you know, drawing lines on a chart, which we don't do. Uh, there is logic behind this type of thinking. And uh, that's what we're going to break down on today's episode. How is Bitcoin going to hit $5 million per coin? Because we hear that all the time, right? But who's saying this? Why do they believe this? How is that going to happen? Uh, we're going to get to all that in a second. And just to remember, guys, you know, back in when Bitcoin was first starting, this thing was less than a dollar in 2010, 2011, right? Look at where we are now, $51,000, right? So if you use that same type of mentality, and you look into the future, if you couldn't believe that Bitcoin was going to hit $50,000 per coin in 2010, what makes you think you're going to, how are you going to wrap your head around a $5 million Bitcoin, you know, 10 years from now, right? Or 15 years from now, how are you going to do that? Right. Uh, so anyway, so we're going to get into that discussion. I'm really, really excited about it. And of course, during the, uh, during the number segment, we're going to have a quick update for you guys on the Bitcoin spot, Bitcoin spot ETF, which continues, they continue to gobble up enormous amounts of Bitcoin. And also we have a problem in front of us. It's not really a problem, but it's the battle of our time. It's the battle of our generation. And, I, and I've really kind of like, I, and, and you know, you go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, your facial hair gets longer and you start to coming, you start to come to these, uh, you know, these inevitable conclusions, right? And one of those inevitable conclusions is, yes, it's not left versus right. It's not red versus blue. You know, it's green versus orange. We've already established that. But another thing that we have to establish is, guys, we really have to break the echo chamber. We really have to move the Overton window. We really have to educate the masses on inflation, 
Because, like, the government, you know, they say they're bringing inflation down. You know, there's a couple misrepresentations there, right? It's like, just because you bring in, uh, inflation down doesn't mean that prices are going to go back to where they were before. But the most important topic and discussion that we have to have is money doesn't need to exist with inflation. Like, the idea that your money has to lose purchasing power or else it won't work is ludicrous, right? And us as Bitcoiners, the more we propel that idea forward, uh, the easier it's going to become for us because all roads will lead to Bitcoin at that point. That being said, that pill, right, that obstacle, that hill that we have to climb, climb over is very difficult. It is super well entrenched into people's minds that not only do they have to use government money, but for some reason, inflation is this fact of life. Uh, it's it's baked into Mother Nature. You cannot change this thing. Just money has to lose purchasing power. And while everyone's distracted from the real problem at hand, they lose kind of a perspective on what is actually going on. It's not the left, it's not the right, you know, that's what they do. They do the divide and conquer strategy. It's the fact that money is stealing from everyone. If you're using fiat, right, and if you were to believe the, the official CPI numbers, why does my money need to lose 3% purchasing power? Th their argument is like, then you wouldn't spend, but who are you to determine why, who are you to tell me that I can't use a money that doesn't decrease in purchasing power? I never signed up for that, right? You, you can make the argument with uh, with taxes, right? You can make the argument with income tax, even though I know it's not very popular in Bitcoin circles, which, I, but you know, you can make the argument, right? But no one signed up for the inflation tax. If people knew about the inflation tax, they wouldn't be okay with it. And it's an inflation tax that the vast majority of that tax affects the lower and middle classes that get hurt the most because they don't have the means to save in assets. So they save in fiat currencies and they also earn in fiat currencies. So they get hurt the most, right? That's the battle at hand. So you got to ask yourself, not what Bitcoin can do for you. Ask yourself what you can do for Bitcoin. And more importantly, how do you get to the people around you, to the person on your left, to the person on your right, and you convince them, hey guys, uh, inflation isn't necessary. And like, that's a very, very strong statement, right? It's like, it's like, and, and I've seen a lot of people like do this where they have like straight up Stockholm syndrome and they're protecting the dollar. Like in the bank account, you know, if you have a bank account in the US, there's one called a checking account and there's one called a savings account. Like <laughs> that saving account, like, yeah, it has higher interest, but that interest rate is not higher than the inflation rate. So in that's that account that they call a savings account, it's literally being devalued by you know three to eight to five to two percent on the year so what savings are you getting right and then that forces people to invest just to maintain their purchasing power like we have so much truth on our side like we have such an edge but we have this monumental hill to overcome 
to educate the masses on the fact that, guys, money doesn't have to be this way. You shouldn't have to invest to maintain your purchasing power. And that is not only the responsibility as us Bitcoin content creators and other Bitcoin educators, but it is the responsibility of you as the individual to get the message out there. This is a war. This is not a kinetic war. This is not a bloody war. This isn't a, you know, a bloody revolution. This is a peaceful revolution. This is about a revolution over winning over the hearts and minds of individuals and bringing them together. And Bitcoin does that. It is the great unifier. So all that being said, it's going to be a great show. We're going to talk about all of that. But I want to bring up Nderi co-host, who is always optimistic. His name is Optimus Fields. How are you doing, Opti? I am good. I'm good. Uh, just trying to get our guest's camera to work or else we got to pivot. But before we go on, uh, I'm, I'm chatting to him behind the scenes on Twitter. So uh, if you can hear me, check the settings. Hopefully we can get this. He popped in a little bit late. I want to clarify one thing, Nico. You said uh, something about once you're in Bitcoin long enough, your facial hair grows. This is as much as it grows, bro. I, I, I can't have any more facial hair. I wish I did. Anyways, uh, let's see if we can bring our guest in there yeah, is it no seems like it seems like his camera is still off so so jim if you want to pop off and pop back in again yeah uh, so we're know, trying to get sir for jim in here yeah um so would be a good conversation i i do have something that we can talk about so let's just go to the numbers and then we'll try to troubleshoot as we're live absolutely like we always do you guys know this is a live <laughs> Yeah, I do want to give a shout out to our flagship sponsor. Guys, here at Simply Bitcoin, we recommend stacking your sats at Bitcoin Well. It's the first self-custody by default platform in the United States of America. It, it originally was founded in Canada back in 2013. It is a publicly traded company and uh, they just expanded to all 50 U.S. states. That's right. You can't buy Bitcoin on Bitcoin Well without taking self-custody. That's the way that we do it. That's how we win the revolution. Free and automatic Bitcoin withdrawals, fast account verification, 1% fees, nothing else. Recurring purchases coming soon. They also want to help you build the platform, give feedback. Uh, the CEO, Adam O'Brien, wants you to send them, you know, uh, Twitter DMs, give them your feedback on the platform, how you can help improve it. Guys, this is the revolution. We need more Bitcoin platforms and Bitcoin Well is the Bitcoin platform right now that is self-custody by default. F the paper Bitcoin, F the captured Bitcoin at Coinbase, F the, uh, the captured ETF Bitcoin. We need more individuals holding self-custody. If enough of us do it, that's how we win. And that's exactly why we recommend BitcoinWell.com. All right, everybody, let's get to the numbers. The Bitcoin Numbers is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seeds do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamp seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive, and time proof. All things that paper is 
is not, allowing you to hodl your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. Before we jump into the numbers, I do want to make it incredibly easy for you guys, for you guys to uh, put yourself in the correct position of uh, not having to explain to your grandchildren why you lost your generational wealth because you didn't properly secure your Bitcoin wallet seed words, right? That's why I highly recommend the Stamp Seed store, your seed phrase, your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. So you can scan the QR code on your screen, take you directly to the Stamp Seed website where you can use promo code simply to get 15% off. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 52,050 sats per dollar, 1,921 block height, 831,149 blocks to having 8,851 having estimate April 19, 2024 total lightning network capacity, 4,643 Bitcoin capacity value, 241 million US dollars realized monetary inflation, 1.74%. The market capitalization of Bitcoin is 1.02 trillion US dollars. Bitcoin versus gold market cap, 7.41%. All right, quick ETF update, ladies and gentlemen. Currently, the Grayscale Trust holds a little bit under 500,000 Bitcoin, 456,000. The Bitcoin iShares, a Bitcoin trust, holds 115,000 Bitcoin. The Fidelity ETF holds 83,000 Bitcoin. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that markets are closed. It is President's Day, but you know what isn't closed? Bitcoin. Bitcoin's open for business. Bitcoin's open 24-7. That's so strange. That's so analog, man. The, the fact that, like, market... Yeah, let's just close the markets for the weekend. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how that works right so uh so anyways that was a quick etf update now let's talk about inflation right because this is a very important topic and uh this is a topic that uh that we, that we have to work on the most uh this is a topic that we have to spread this is a topic that you have to convince your family your friends your neighbor you have to convince the people around you that this is a problem. You have to do that. Because if you don't convince them, they just won't care. That's the issue, right? So you have to wake them up to this reality, this reality that inflation is an issue. It's a, it's a problem. And inflation, not the person in office, is responsible for a lot of their economic woes that they continue to seek a political solution to even though there is none. So this is Bitstein, and he says, the seen costs of inflation are high in pri are higher prices. The unseen costs are thousands of percent of economic growth potentially eviscerated. All that hard work and productivity capacity for nothing. Inflation destroys economies. Even 2% annual inflation should be considered hyperinflation. Here is a uh, game of trades. Uh, remember, all, all roads lead to Bitcoin. Eventually, all people are going to realize that Bitcoin is the solution to this. I'll get to that in a second. So, so this is shocking. The market is up 5,000% since 1970, but only 500% when adjusted for inflation, right? So, I mean, like, kind of sucks, right? Kind of sucks. Doesn't have to be that way. Anyways, now, before I get to this, 
like you have to understand like part of the problem is and and by the way this isn't just like a conservative and liberal thing both political parties believe this and the reason they believe this is because the US government and all governments frankly uh they cannot survive without printing money. They're, they're, if they were on a, if they were constricted to a sound money standard, they would only be able to spend money that they collected via direct taxation. Without that mechanism, oof. Forget about you know a a, a government politician making hundred fifty k a year being worth hundreds of millions of dollars in a couple decades. Forget about that. That grift is gone, right? And this goes back to the original thesis in the sovereign individual, how information technologies, not only the disintermediation of information, but also the disintermediation of money was going to lead to the irrelevance of politics, right? If you separate money from state, right? If all of a sudden, you know, the epicenter, right, is not Washington, D.C., it's not the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, then it's, uh, you know, then it's a becomes a problem, right? It becomes a problem for the politicians that are used to taking advantage of the system. Now, we played you guys a video of Joe Biden, uh, you taking advantage of the Super Bowl to talk about shrinkflation and how the government was going to step in and stop these uh, greedy corporations from... Uh, you know, from shrinking products and making products inferior. Well, corporations wouldn't do that if they weren't forced to because of inflation itself. And now Elizabeth Warren is coining terms such as uh, such as greedflation, like that. That's that's like unhosted wallets. That term it was completely invented, right? This is the definition of gaslighting. Greedflation, also known as working people are paying the price for corporate greed. What about working people paying the price for the Federal Reserve printing an ungodly about an ungodly about an ungodly of money? If you really care about working people, Elizabeth Warren, I think you got to fix the money. But here's the thing. You it's like if you fix the money, the grift is over. Right. So this goes back to one of my favorite features about Bitcoin, which is that Bitcoin exposes incentives. Right. Are you really a politician that's for the people, by the people? Or are you really a politician that, you know, as long as we're the solution, we're by the people, for the people. Right. Um, so let's take a look at this. Uh, this from dictionary.com, apparently. It's, it's so crazy. It's, the propaganda is strong. A rise in prices, rents, or the like that is not due to market pressure or any other factor organic to the economy, but is captured by corporate executives or boards of directors, property owners, etc., solely to increase profits that are already healthy or excessive. Greedflation. I mean, anyways, moving on. So the gaslighting doesn't stop there. Uh, here is, uh, the prime minister of the United Kingdom. I told you this wasn't a liberal or conservative thing. The current prime minister is a conservative, right? Uh, let's, let's take a look at what he has to say. Hi, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in the economy and the plan that we're working towards. But before then, I wanted to take you back to the context that we found ourselves in. 
We all remember COVID and the enormous impact it had on all of us. And because of that, we did a lot of things to get the country through COVID, like supporting the NHS, vaccine programme, furlough. Those things cost around 400 billion pounds with all the other support we provided. And just as we were recovering from COVID, we saw a war when Russia invaded Ukraine. That meant that everyone's energy bills went up. Ofgem estimated that they would go up from around £1,300 to £4,500 unless the government did something about it, which it did. It provided about £100 billion of support to everyone with their energy bills. But all of these things meant that we saw high inflation. And that's what caused all the... Okay. Whoa. Let's back up here. COVID did not cause inflation. The war did not cause the energy prices to go up. That was literally the energy policy of governments. Right. Um, also, the hundred billion, I'm speaking from the US, I don't know how much money, I'm sure the UK sent money to Ukraine. Uh, like, they didn't have to do that. Right. So, energy policies, response to the pandemic, all of these things, that was governments. They, they caused this. The, the, the inflation wasn't caused by the war. It wasn't caused by the pandemic. It was caused by the central bank printing money to pay for things they couldn't afford. That, that, that's the soul for it. But this is, you see how, how he framed it. And this is why I said it's not a conservative versus liberal thing. He said the government reacted to this. The, <laughs> the government is the problem. <laughs> like This is what I'm trying to tell you is that the government is the issue. Like that's the fundamental issue. That's what you have to understand. And that's what Bitcoin fixes, right? If you take away the government's ability to pay for things it cannot afford unless it's via direct taxation, then forget about your energy bill going up. Forget about, you know, inflation because you're sending $100 billion to Ukraine even though American cities are falling apart, forget about that. That mechanism is gone now, right? So th this, ladies and gentlemen, is the battle at hand. This is what I'm talking about. Like this is the issue at hand. This is the information warfare. This is narrative trench warfare. This is what Naim Bukele talks about when he says they control the printers, they control the narrative, their most important uh uh, their most important weapon is their control on truth. We have to get the truth out there. You had a liberal politician in the U.S. and you had a conservative politician in the U.S. literally saying that everything and anything is the cause of inflation but themselves, even though the central bank is the only institution that is allowed to create more fiat currency. So if they're the ones responsible, like all it needed, all you guys needed to do is just stop printing money. That's all you guys needed to do. And then it wouldn't happen regardless of the war, regardless of the pandemic. And I even said something on Twitter and perhaps this is a little bit controversial, but I truly believe this. I think that if governments did nothing, I think there might've been a better outcome. My opinion, my humble opinion, maybe not every time, but, uh, like the fact that I can't, you know, not not specifically, but let's say my generation and the younger generations can't afford a place to live, even though 
in when their parents were growing up, you were allowed to live a noble and a, a life with dignity off a single income and you could take your kids to school and you can buy a house and the millennials and the Gen Zers, we can't even fucking afford rent. That's broken money, dude. That's because you printed it. And now you're coming to me with the gall and saying like, yo, like greedflation, like shit. Excuse me, guys. Shut the fuck up, motherfucker. Like you're spitting out my face. You think I'm stupid. But here's the thing, guys. Most people are still eating this up. Most people still are like looking at it's like, oh, Biden and Trump. It's like, dude, like, holy crap, as Bitcoiners, like you really got to get the message out there, ladies and gentlemen. It's not Biden or Trump that are, that's coming to save you. It's putting your money and wealth and time and energy into Bitcoin so it doesn't get debased by these, <laughs> these interesting people. <laughs> Anyways, here is uh, Beautyon. He's an absolute beast. He's the founder of Azteco. Uh, and here's Wall Street Silver. See, like, guys, you'll start to notice an interesting pattern, right? It's Game of Trades, uh, Wall Street Silver. These aren't Bitcoin accounts, okay? These aren't Bitcoin accounts. This is why I get so upset when I, I hear, like, you know, the the certain types of independent media. Like, at, at least Tim Pool's catching on, right? And they're like, dude, this is so crazy. Like, all these problems all this stuff is going on and i'm like dude like there's a solution it exists all we need is just a big portion of the population to opt out entirely and the gig is up it's over it's done anyways um okay so beauty says what is causing inflation and why does uh wall street silver tell it why doesn't wall street silver tell you inflation is by definition increase in the supply of money not an increase in prices bitcoin is the answer to this because its supply is fixed and cannot change. The answer to increasing prices is therefore for everyone to use Bitcoin. Like, uh, and, I, and, and guys, we are simply Bitcoin. We back up our statements and our claims with data, okay? And we're gonna do that in a second. But before I get to that, I just want you guys to internalize what Elizabeth Warren said. And I want you guys to internalize what this guy said, painting this, like, guys, like, look, I know it's bad. Uh, the war, you know, the pandemic, like, all oh, the energy crisis, like, it's it sucks. It sucks ass, guys. But don't worry. We have a solution to this. Um, it's coming for you. Uh, but Beautyon says it. The solution is just, just to lose, use the money that can't be debased. And this leads me to priced in Bitcoin 21. This is like, if anyone talks badly about Bitcoin or they, they can't get convinced and they're like, dude, this is a scam or whatever. And you're just living on this Bitcoin standard. You're protected by the orange force field. And you're just like, I mean, like uh, my life is getting cheaper, but if you still don't believe me, here are the numbers. Um, and of course it's a tough pill to swallow. It's a tough pill to swallow for people that have been living in the fiat matrix the majority of their lives. And it's a tough pill to swallow for bureaucrats and politicians because all of a sudden the solution is not something they can provide. In fact, you can make a very strong argument that they are the problem because they continue to spend money they don't have. Therefore, they devalue the currency enabled to, in order to do that. But let's get to the numbers. 
right? I've given you this whole spiel, you know, I've given you this whole thing. I'm like, dude, look, Elizabeth Warren, the prime minister of the UK, like you guys are off the rocker. Like you guys are just completely wrong. Elizabeth Warren gaslighting. This guy basically saying like, look guys, the reason like everything is so fucking expensive and you guys are like suffering right now is because of all these reasons. Right. And then it's like all those reasons were just reasons that you guys used in order to justify printing more money. But what happens if there's a system? Hear me out real quick. What happens if there's a system where no matter what, no matter what, you cannot change the rules? And not only does the supply stay the same, it gets fucking cut in half every four years. What happens in that system? Well, like Beautyon says, all of a sudden, that inflation thing doesn't exist anymore. So could you imagine living in a world where, and I know it sounds so ludicrous to anyone who hasn't been living on a Bitcoin standard, but I promise you it exists. I've been living it, it the last eight years of my life. So has Opti. So has my mom. So has the people around me. The first couple of years, they think you're absolute psychopaths. And then all of a sudden, they get a taste of number go up technology. My parents-in-law recently got orange-pilled. Why number go up, right? It does its thing. You know, they hear you screaming from the rooftops for five years, you know, and then all of a sudden, holy crap, this thing's at 50K. He told, started telling me about it at 3,500, at 10,000. Uh, maybe he's not so crazy anymore. Same thing happened with Tim Pool. Same thing happened with Alex Jones, right? It's infinity divided by 21 million. So anyways... Let's get to the actual numbers because let's get this because, you know, a talk of talk, a big talk, but let's back it up with data. All right. If you've been saving in Bitcoin, you've been you, Bitcoin is your unit of account on a five year scale. Life has gotten if you're the dollar has gotten 92 percent cheaper oil, 90 percent cheaper gold, 89 percent cheaper S&P 500, 87 percent cheaper. A house, which has doubled in the U.S. because of the amount of money they printed, 82% cheaper. What about commodities? What about food? Because governments love to include the food stuff in, uh, they love to include the food stuff like when you hear the videos and stuff, right? So on a five-year scale, beef has gotten 89% cheaper, eggs 79% cheaper, cheese 91% cheaper, soybeans 91% cheaper, wheat 91% cheaper, lumber 90% cheaper, milk 87% cheaper, orange juice 78% cheaper, coffee 86% cheaper, cotton 91% cheaper, uh, cocoa 82% cheaper, rice 87% cheaper, oat 90% cheaper, sugar 87% cheaper, Corn, 92% cheaper. And we're not even like in the bull market. Like we're in the beginnings of the bull market. But I'm sure you guys get my point at this. I'm sure you guys get what I'm trying to say at this point. Is that when you hear politicians talking about this mierda. And they're like, dude, like it's the war. It's this. It's the spending. Like it's the, like it's the pandemic, it's the supply chain. There is going to be no inflation, shrinkflation, those fucking companies, they're assholes. We're the solution, blah, 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 blah. They are the problem. They are printing money they don't have. Therefore, they're devaluing the money. They're devaluing the money. It's as simple as that. 
if you switch over to a system of which no one can create more of it unless they're willing to pay for the price of electricity to mine it, just like everyone else, the supply is the supply. The supply gets cut in half every four years or the amount being mined gets cut in half every four years. It does not change. Anybody can audit it. It's an open ledger. You don't have to take the government's, you know, uh, you don't have to take the government's number. You don't have to trust them in that. And not to mention the fact that I believe they truly have abused that trust over and over and over and over and over again. What is the definition of insanity? Trying the same thing and expecting the same, like uh, trying the same thing and expecting different results. Like it's time to try something new. And you want to know how I know we're over the target is because how much they attack the new thing. Like the fact that Elizabeth Warren wants to make it illegal for you to write down 12 words tells you everything you, they need, you need to know about how much of a threat you holding a money that can't be de debased and can't be confiscated is to their system. Like that should tell you everything. So anyways, we have a lot of work to do as individuals, not you guys, I'm sure you guys tune into the show, you enjoy the content, but as individuals, ask not what Bitcoin could do for you, ask what you could do for Bitcoin. Are you an, an accelerationist? Are you a decelerationist? What side do you want to be on? If you're an accelerationist, what you got to do there is you got to get out there and you got to get people to ask a very simple question. And that question is simple. It's very simple. It's it just it opens it you know it opens your mind. What is money? Why do I have to be why does my money lose purchasing power? They don't have an answer to that. They do not have an answer to that. Like you see it with Opti's ex-girlfriend and all these central bankers. Like when they talk about CBDCs and like all this stuff, they talk about, uh, they talk about, uh, you know, it, it, the efficiency of payments. That's what you always hear. Like, we have to make payments more efficient. Uh, in fact, they just like kind of released a, a new video. We'll play it for you guys tomorrow. Uh, their, their, their pneumatics are improving, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's their, that's their talking point. Like we have to make payments more efficient, right? Um, no, that's not why I'm seeking an alternative. I'm seeking an alternative because I'm tired of my currency being debased, but they can't bring that up, right? Cause then the shtick is over. So are they, go how are they going to justify the inflation? It, it, how are they going to justify inflation, the inflation tax to the public? I don't think they have an answer to it. And because they don't have an answer to them to that, we have to make them answer that question. If I already pay my taxes and I pay a lot of taxes, you pay the estate tax when you die and you have over a certain amount of money, you pay taxes on that. You pay the income tax. When you buy something, you buy, you pay the sales tax. When you buy a piece of real estate, you know, you pay, you pay the initial tax and then you pay the property tax. So you pay all these taxes, right? I never agreed to the inflation tax. Where is that in the contract? Right? So we have to make them answer the question that they can't answer without exposing themselves. Right? Which is why am I being forced to use a money that steals from me? Anyways, Opti, what's your take on this? Well, as uh, everyone is saying, hold on.
uh, everyone's saying in the chat, Nico's rantometer is over a hundred. Nico's just Nico Jones flying in hot this Monday. Love to see it. Love to see it. Okay. First and foremost, um, going all the way back to the beginning, I absolutely love that they're just making up words at this point. Like they're trying to play the mimetic warfare game and they're just getting nuked out there and then greedflation. It's not even a good word. So I, I really hope it doesn't catch on. But let's just point out what's going on here. Of course, they're trying to distract people and always point fingers at the greedy corporations or the greedy capitalists. And they're the reason why you're broker. Like you said, never pointing at themselves as the real problem. By definition, inflation is called caused by the expansion of the money supply. They have printed an obscene amount of money since 2020. And this morning, <clears throat> shouts out to the Twitter team, the Simply Bitcoin TV Twitter team. Someone, I, I don't know who it was from our team that dropped it, but uh, remember the COVID stimulus checks, the $1,400 that all Americans got? Well, one of them did the math, and that $1,400 is now roughly $10,000. So absolutely incredible that this is how much they destroyed the purchasing power since 2020. And again, just going back to the meme or the very bad meme of greedflation, uh, this is something I always said, and Nico's touching on it. Nico keeps hinting on it as well. And then maybe I psyop Nico into talking about this a lot is that people would not or they wouldn't be able to get away with this if people didn't fall for the gaslighting. If people didn't actually believe, you know, of course, wrongly and misinformed that greedy corporations and greedy capitalists were the problem, then they wouldn't be able to get away with such heinous memes out there, greedflation and, and you know, sputtering and pointing fingers at everything but the problem, which is printing more money. Uh, it just It's absolutely incredible. It just goes to show that we have so much work to actually educate people, whether they want to or not. Like The main issue here is the fact that they are printing obscene amount of money. And also, guys, can we acknowledge that the uh, – I don't even know how to say his name – the the Rishi Sunak video that his little drawing to cause all the the you know to inform the public literally look like a virus like what is going on here do they do they even acknowledge this stuff when they do it like the, the explanation literally look like a virus what is going on here look at this it looks like the covid virus itself like what is going on absolutely incredible i just yeah, I, this like, is where we are with the like cost of living Dude, it looks like year, the virus. <laughs> oh my goodness! What's happened to inflation? Like, over we the gotta past have year? inflation. Well, according okay, to drop it, drop office. it, drop it. The unproductive class is the virus, and Bitcoin <laughs> is the cure. Like, oh my goodness! And and I absolutely love Beautyon's account, uh, especially when he trolls these LARP accounts that you know always skirt around the actual problem and never talk about the solution. It's like Wall Street Silver and the GameStop guys, like the the Wall Street Bets crew, I've been saying for a while, like once those guys all actually understand the game being played and they all become Bitcoiners, like Bitcoin is the real GameStop, the real Wall Street Bets movement. And yet they all go back into the stock market, like straight up Stockholm Syndrome and not understanding the game going on. Actually, shouts out to... um. Dang, I, I don't even know what his name is. It's QTR on Twitter. He just became a Bitcoiner. It's like, quote, the Raven or something like that. He was on what Bitcoin did, and there's a clip going around. And he basically said the same thing. It's like, once these GameStop guys understand what's actually going on and all the the Ron Paul people, you know, I think he had some numbers, like the 5 million Wall Street bets people, the 2 million Ron Paul people, and then all the savage Bitcoiners, once they all pile into Bitcoin, like, the game's going to fundamentally be changed, and yet no one 
except Bitcoiners understand what's going on. And most people on Twitter are just there for the dopamine of engagement and not actually trying to fix things. And so here we are. But man, it's incredible. It's an it's incredible that this is where we are in the game and that they're literally making up words to gaslight the populations. It's it's nuts, man. It's nuts. A hundred percent. And this is why this is why, you know, I went off on it this morning because I saw that video and I was like, I saw the video and then I saw the tweet by uh, by Elizabeth Warren. And I was just like, like, guys, like the fact that they can get away with this, like the fact that they can get away with like this type of like, like gaslighting, because that's essentially what it is and blaming everyone and anything but themselves and then saying like, no, 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 no. We are the solution. The government is the solution, even though like they're responsible for this. They cause this like they, they do this. They, they can't control themselves but to print money. And there's a cost to it. It affects people. It is theft. Printing money is theft. It's not okay. Whatever the justification is, because you're devaluing someone else's purchasing power when you do that. So, like, unless, un until we get to a point where, you know, we have a politician, like Ron Paul, I think is the only one, is really, like, acknowledge that, where we get to a politician where it's just like, like, the Federal Reserve is the problem. Like, ending the Fed. We have to end the Fed. I don't think we'll be able to do so politically because of how well entrenched it is. But, you know, we can find, you know, it's a Hayek quote, right? We can find that sly roundabout way. And that sly roundabout way is Bitcoin in self-custody, I might add. All right, everybody, let's get to the news. We have a lot to talk about today. Let's check it out. Here we go. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with the UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. All right, I made it incredibly easy for you guys. You could scan the QR code on your screen right now. It'll take you directly to the Foundation Devices website where you guys can get yourself a passport hardware wallet. Remember guys, not your keys, not your cheese. Everything that I just said just now, None of that matters if you're not taking Bitcoin into self-custody. If you have your Bitcoin on an exchange, that is captured Bitcoin. You have a Bitcoin ETF, that is captured Bitcoin. Bitcoin University just dropped an incredible video this morning. Highly recommend it. Go check out his channel. Uh, one of the best content create, one of the best Bitcoin content creators in the business. And uh, he's basically saying, like, look, if your Bitcoin's on Coinbase, it will be 6102. I believe that as well. Right. At, history has shown that every time governments get themselves into some type of pickle, uh, they seize wealth. And then what do they they can't just seize wealth and just be like, ha, you know, F you. No, but they hand over the paper money in return. 
right? So if you have Bitcoin in self-custody, that makes it very difficult for them to do that, right? Um, so anyways, take self-custody, guys, and we recommend our sponsor, uh, the the uh, Passport by Foundation Devices. All right, guys, so I, I do want to talk about uh, Edward Snowden. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, not in the Bitcoin community. In the Bitcoin community, he's not a divisive, divisive figure. But let's just say that he was one of the... Uh, he he got famous for essentially breaking uh, news that the U.S. government was using uh, was essentially spying on everyone, right, including allies. Um, and uh, he fled to Russia and he got a, a asylum in Russia. And you know, this kind of goes back to um, something that we've been covering uh, for quite a while now which is the disintermediation of information that interview, however, which way you feel about Putin and that the context of the interview is not important. The fact that that interview was able to happen was a big deal because if any type of information that was not approved or pre-approved would not pass the gatekeepers of information. So any traditional media outlet captured, and now governments are having an incredibly difficult time with independent media. How do you stop a million people that have now they have the ability to, to talk directly to each other without going through a handful of sources? How do you stop them from talking? And that's actually something that Tucker actually covered in one of his latest interviews, which I highly, highly recommend, it will blow your effing mind uh, type of thing. Uh, and he covered it, and it I think it was last week. And I said, this interview confirmed what I've been saying for months. The rise of social media has severely diminished government's ability to control narratives through a handful of gatekeepers. It's an hour and a half. I highly suggest watching the thing. It will blow your mind. And it's confirmed something that we've been saying for the last couple of months. And it's been, it's confirmed something that we've, that has been shown how Elizabeth Warren used the Wall Street Journal article in order to achieve a certain political agenda to attack Bitcoin. Just like in 2001, the New York, uh, the New York Times was used by the national security state to convince the American public that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, which led to the inevitable invasion of Iraq. The internet is disintermediating information, is disintermediating money. That's what's happening. Wake up. Anyways, so this is Edward Snowden is a very influential figure because when he dropped the news, he had to go through traditional media. And this is something that they couldn't stop, and he was persecuted for it. Now, you, you could see two sides of the story. You could say, you know, he was working for the CIA. He had no right to declassify that type of information. But at the same time, as, a, as American citizens, did we know that the U.S. government was spying on everyone? And isn't that against the Fourth Amendment, which is no unreasonable searches and seizures? So anyways, just food, uh, you know, food for thought. Anyways, so Edward Snowden, very consequential figure, however which way you fe feel about him. He says, unpopular but true. 
Bitcoin is the most significant monetary advance since the creation of coinage. If you don't believe me or don't get it, I don't have time to try to convince you. Sorry. And if you still don't understand why he's saying that, think about everything that I just said in the numbers segment as it relates to inflation. You want to know why it's so significant? You know why? want to know why it's so consequential? There you go. It's the separation of money and state. It allows you to send however which... It doesn't matter the amount of money as long as you have the seed phrase anywhere around the world instantaneously pay a fee doesn't you don't need to get an approval from a government or a bank and that completely changes the dynamics of power between the state and the individual and I truly believe it's going to make the world a better place for it I think there will be unintended consequences like like with everything else but you know I think the world will be a better place for it anyways I do want to get to today's topic, which is uh, $5 million Bitcoin, right? So uh, here's Max Kaiser. And Max Kaiser chatted with the legendary Had uh, Howard Lutnick. He is the CEO of Counter Fitzgerald. And uh, they apparently they spoke to, uh, you know, the Bitcoin president. And you'll notice someone here. This is Paulo. Paulo is the chief technology officer over at uh, Tether and Bitfinex. And a uh, very interesting type of conversation. And the reason that they were meeting is his recent aff affirmation that counterfeit Gerald manages Tether's 97 billion treasury port blew minds at Davos slash CNNBC. Is this another thing, guys, that you guys all have to understand is that Tether is one of the largest purchase purchasers of U.S. treasury bills. A lot of people don't know that, right? His uh, classic Wall Street uh, background um, who has a one of 24 primary dealers occupies the nexus of the multi-trillion dollar USD universe. I gave him my pitch, actually Greg Foss's pitch. Bitcoin is an incredibly cheap CDS on the imploding global fiat money world and how $5 million per coin is the fair market value for Bitcoin. His response was a mixture of horror and excitement. Remember my credo, no billionaire left behind, right? And there he is, shanking, shaking hands with Naim Bukele. Now, a lot to unpack here. This continues to show the importance of El Salvador in this movement. It is the beachhead for the Bitcoin movement. We need a nation state where Bitcoin is legal tender, where Bitcoin is protected by the men with guns. Right, because that's something that the state has, right? The state has a monopoly on violence. Well, we need a state, right? Where, you know, that monopoly on violence protects Bitcoin or protects uh, you know, protects the interests of Bitcoin. In my opinion, maybe that is uh maybe that's controversial with some people. That's my belief. Um, anyways, so a couple things, right? This this meeting did not happen in the US. This meeting happened in El Salvador. Right. This pitch that Max Kaiser gave him uh, happened again in El Salvador did not happen in the United States. Right. That tells you and I always tell you guys that I'm more bullish and optimistic on the global south than I am on, you know, the, the U.S. And the reason for that is all the reasons that I just laid out in the beginning 
And these countries, they're still gaslighting us, telling us that they are the solution to the problem that they caused. And El Salvador, they're saying, yeah, it's time, it's time to try an alternative. And that alternative is Bitcoin. And then take a look at who the media is attacking. That should tell you, what is it? Flack is, 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 you know, hardest over the target or the, whatever that saying is. So $5 million per coin, you'd say, okay, Nico, that's absolutely crazy, but don't worry. Don't get your, your panties in a bunch. We are simply Bitcoin and we do have the receipts for you guys. This is a, uh, this is a, a spaces that Michael Saylor went on about two years ago or so. And uh, he lists the three reasons that he believes are necessary. The three things that need to happen in order for Bitcoin to reach $5 million per coin. So let's check it out. Catalyst for that 10x, it really is the moment that JP Morgan Chase or other big money center banks can custody these for large corporates. That's it. That's the sea change because there's really no reason why they shouldn't be diversifying the assets on their balance sheet. Is that is that your take? Because I know that like Tim Cook, I don't know where it came from earlier this week. He said something like, ah, I own some Bitcoin, but we have no designs on anything. Or I don't know if he said Bitcoin or crypto in general. Is that the thing? And then, and then I, the, I think the, there's the three. Look, first of all, it's going up by a factor of 10, whether they fix any of the stuff, right? It's going to go a lot. It's going to be a grind up by a factor of 10 just because gold is broken. And Bitcoin's going to replace gold. And now everybody in the universe knows they need a non-sovereign store of value in the form of a bearer instrument. So now they're looking. The, the amount of stories for last year, people said inflation may be coming. We're not sure. Now the mainstream narrative is flipped to inflation is here. You need inflation edge. So it's going to grind up to replace gold. It'll go to $500,000 a coin, regardless of whether they fix these things. But there are three things that are massive catalysts that cause an acceleration. And I, I don't think that those three things don't take us to 500000 They take us to $5 million a coin, right? Those three things are... A spot ETF where someone can go ahead and buy $100 million of Bitcoin via security, an ETF security. I think that's one. Two is your bank is going to custody it for you and lend against it. And three is uh, I can mark it up or mark it down on my balance sheet based on fair value. Parapasu, it'll be parapasu to the way I'd handle Apple stock or at least that good. If, it's, if you have property with fair value accounting, by the way, it becomes parapasu to the way you'd handle treasury bonds on a treasury balance sheet. Treasuries are better than stocks because treasury is property, whereas a stock is a security, and you're capped out at 40% of your balance sheet as security. So so it would be a major, major breakthrough if, if you saw any of those three things. And I'll end with this one observation. I tweeted this last week, because I still, I think it's very powerful. It's, if the banks can hold this stuff on their balance sheet, then a whole new class of investors are going to buy it. People are going to put in billion and multi-billion dollar orders to buy it as a treasury asset. Nobody's going to sell it because there's no reason to sell it if you can borrow against it at LIBOR plus or at SOFR plus 50 basis points, right? So you'll be, you'll be borrowing against Bitcoin at SOFR plus 50 or SOFR plus 100 basis points. No one's ever going to sell it. And then, as I joked, you won't be able to afford it. I mean, you will be able to afford it, but, you know, everybody gets Bitcoin at the price they deserve. When the banks normalize it and you can draw a $100 million credit line at 100 basis points from an FDIC-insured bank, at that point, right, we're going to blow through the market cap of gold by a factor of 10. Right. So, I, you know, I think the best thing is those three things are highly likely to happen. I don't know if they happen in 36 months or 24 months or 12 months, but I would be shocked if it's more than 36 months. And I hope, guys, I hope it doesn't happen in 12 months because my view is the longer it takes, the, the more progressive the grind, the more time I, I have to buy more of it. <laughs> so every single thing, mind you, this, this interview happened two years ago. Every single thing that he said needed to happen in order for Bitcoin to potentially hit $5 million per coin. Right? He said, look, none of these things need to happen. Bitcoin's going to hit 500K regardless. But he said, look, if these three things happen, Bitcoin goes to 5 million. That's not Nico. That's not Opti speculating. That's Michael Saylor. And Michael Saylor has been pretty on point to say the least. 
One of those things was the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETF. We know how that went, right? You know how much the certain government officials grinding their teeth, they did not want that to happen, but it happened. We have a spot Bitcoin ETF record inflows. The spot Bitcoin ETF is already in the top two of them are already in the top 10 of 3,100 ETFs in the U S Bitcoin ETFs are already in the top 10 of that. That's number one, number two, the fair, fair value accounting, right? Uh, Michael Saylor kept saying parapasu, parapasu, parapasu. It basically means it's a Latin expression basically means being treated equal to the other thing. So equal as. So Apple stock is treated on an accounting standard equal to Bitcoin. And that wasn't the case before the change in the FASB accounting rules. Now that goes into effect, guess what? In 2025, when it's all expected that, you know, everyone's expected if Bitcoin continues to follow its pattern of peaking or, or going into a parabola about a year or nine months after the halving, um, go set into effect in 2025, but companies could start applying to them, applying that earlier. So that's thing number two. Okay. Now thing, what, what is thing number three? Thing number three is for banks to be able to custody Bitcoin. That is happening all over the world. Banks all over the world are, are applying for licenses to custody Bitcoin, right? Banco Santander, uh, Deutsche Bank, banks in the US. There was a recent article, we'll, 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 we'll show it to you guys, where essentially banks are getting their panties in a bunch for uh, <laughs> the parrot soup. Uh, banks are getting their panties in a bunch because they can't, um, they can't uh, get access to the Bitcoin ETF, right? Bitcoin is a black hole. It's going to suck everything up and it's because it has superior incentives. Now, those are the three things Michael said, Michael Saylor said, needed uh needed to happen in order for bitcoin to hit five million dollars per coin all those three things happened uh max kaiser is literally preaching to one of the most powerful men on wall street uh same thing listen this thing's going to five million and here's the thing about orange pilling people ladies and gentlemen is that they usually don't listen to you the first time or the second time third time but number go up is a really painful teacher why because you listen the first time it like plants a seed in your head. And then three years later, when this thing's at like 150, 200 K per coin, and you remember when that Bitcoiner told you at 40 K at 20 K, like, Hey, yo, like it's like, this is inevitable infinity divided by 21 million. You're going to remember. And eventually you're going to convert, right? The vast majority of people, there's still people like Peter Schiff that like hold out for ideological reasons, but the vast majority of us are like, you know what? Uh, even Michael Saylor, I might add, right? He was hypercritical of Bitcoin back in 2013. He said, this thing is going to fail, right? Even he admitted like, I, I was late. I got it wrong, right? So eventually everyone bows down to the king. The question is how, you know, what's the price of tuition you're willing to pay? Everyone buys Bitcoin at the price they deserve, at the end, fundamentally, it comes down to that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, let history show whether Simply Bitcoin was right with this episode. Let history show whether Michael Saylor and Max Kaiser were right with these $5 million per coin predictions. But uh, I can tell you where my money's at. Anyways, Opti, uh, what's your take on all this, brother? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, first and foremost, I, I think everyone on the on the stream knows that I'm, I'm not the biggest uh, Tether 
Maxi here. I, I, I've been kind of going down Mark Goodwin's uh, Bitcoin Mags editor stablecoin rabbit hole recently, and, and it, it's uh, not not the the prettiest side. It, it can get a little little icky and scary down that rabbit hole, but that's not what I want to talk about. Uh, five million a coin, man. That's bearish. What's going on here? Uh, no, like I, I he didn't really give a time frame. So, of course, like five million a coin at some point. All us Bitcoiners think that that is an inevitability. It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. No one knows when this is going to happen. Of course, we have no crystal ball. But the things that he was saying, there's a point in that clip that Sailor said, is like once people know, and, and we say it all the time, like once you understand Bitcoin, there's no going back to the fiat system. And even though we are seeing Wall Street take their first steps into Bitcoin and the spot Bitcoin ETF is taking up so much Bitcoin. It's making me uncomfortable because uh, there's not going to be any Bitcoin left. I don't I don't think you guys understand what digital scarcity really means. There's only 900 Bitcoin that gets released a day. They're buying like 10,000 Bitcoin, scooping it up into their spot Bitcoin ETFs and the halvings, what, three months away, two months away. And there's only going to be 450 a day. And Sailor said something in there that while we all believe the same thing as Bitcoiners, should really start to get your radars to go off, especially when we always frame spot Bitcoin ETFs as being captured Bitcoin. It's like once you buy Bitcoin, you're never going to sell it. Remember how much Bitcoin these spot Bitcoin ETFs are buying up. There's a lot of Bitcoin that they are scooping up. And again, guys, I don't think very many people can wrap their head around the idea of digital scarcity. We say it all the time. We try to hit it from different angles. Infinity divided by 21 million. There's not that much Bitcoin. There's 21 million Bitcoin. And if Wall Street is buying this much Bitcoin, the price has to go up. The demand is increasing. And we haven't even hit the FOMO retail range, uh, FOMO, FOMO retail stage yet. Like this is going to get absolutely out of control. Again, I don't want to do a super cycle, but man, it's feeling like the next cycle is going to be... I'd say we still have the cycle theory playing out, but we might be in for a lot more blow off top in the end of the bull run and a lot less of a downward turn because people are starting to understand why they hold Bitcoin. So if you are watching this show and you have taken your foot off the gas, you want to stack sets. Maybe you just fell on this show by chance. You're getting interested in Bitcoin. You should definitely budget and save as much Bitcoin as possible right now. I think we might have, you know, till summertime-ish before things start to get absolutely crazy. But I can confirm one thing. We know it is going to get absolutely insane in regards to price movement. But we're not all just here for number go up. Yes, increasing your purchasing power is, is why we all get, you know, incentivized and we all catch the FOMO bug of Bitcoin. But we can't just only focus on number go up. It is about running nodes. It's about taking Bitcoin into custody because we don't want to just basically create our own golden chain when it's all captured Bitcoin and these Wall Street guys are able to do what they've always done with traditional financial uh, techniques and tools. So I'm just staying vigilant. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm trying not to get too caught up in the hopium of the number go up, but we do know it is going up. If you've been in Bitcoin long enough, you know this is. This is asymmetric. It is binary. Bitcoin is either worth zero or is worth a fraction of the world economy, which means it has to go up. The Bitcoin price right now is a rounding error at 50K. It, it's This is a, a 
great opportunity for us to stack Bitcoin because it looks like the big boys. You know, the adults are here and they want all the Bitcoin. So don't sell them the Bitcoin. Hoddle your Bitcoin and make sure you can make it through the next year or two. It's it's getting it's getting insane, man. Absolutely. Hoddle hodl that Bitcoin. Don't don't let it don't let it get out of your hands. All right, everybody, before we move on, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Bitcoin Evangelism, planting the seeds for the decentralized revolution. Guys, we have 10 million people to orange pill for all the reasons I just laid out in the numbers, in the news. Uh, and Bitcoin Evangelism is an absolute beast of a resource for orange pilling no corners and all corners alike. It's written by our buddy and friend, uh, Brian DeMint. Uh, this is a book for Bitcoiners who know Bitcoin but have a hard time explaining it to their friends. It's a book for Bitcoiners who are trying to explain Bitcoin only to altcoiners. Guys, this is the tool for you if you have that aunt, uncle, brother, mother, you know, daughter, and she's just can't can't wrap her head around it. You got to get her. You got to get yourself a copy of Bitcoin Evangelism. It will arm you with the tools to orange pill that said person. All right, everybody. No more delay. Let's jump straight into the culture. We have a lot to talk about. The Daily Culture. All right, guys. I want to tell you about our other sponsor. It's the most trusted place to buy, sell, and host mining equipment. You could scan the QR code on your screen right now. It'll take you directly to their Telegram marketplace where you can connect with a member of their sales team. They make purchasing easy and transparent. You could also sell your, your mining equipment with them, access their vast network of domestic and international customers when you sell your mining equipment with Kaboomrax. What are you waiting for? Start your mining utopia today. Visit kaboomrax.com. Check the link in the video description or scan the QR code on your screen. All right, uh, let's talk about culture, Opti. This is a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk reality. culture. This oh, is up man. your alley, bro. All right, guys. So again, uh, we are—I wouldn't say branching out, but we—we'd like to have a little more social commentary on what's going on in popular culture, not necessarily just propagate the Bitcoin culture because. Like we say it all the time, you know, and, and we get yelled at in the chat, too, because we say it and it's it's not left versus right. It is orange versus green. And Bitcoin is a political, which means that anyone can join the network. I don't care who you are. If you see the value of Bitcoin, you can join, which inherently makes Bitcoin a very political thing. Hence why we're going to be touching on a lot of cultural things, a lot of relevancy going on in popular culture. Well, this one is, a you know, it does have a little bit of the Bitcoin culture in it. Because this is just absolutely hilarious. No, 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 but uh, hold on. Let me reframe. Let me, let me rephrase that. Like, yeah, yeah. Jump in. We have to win over the culture. Like, there we the, go. The, Love the it. Thing, the, That's exactly thing what I just talked talk to you about the inflation thing and whatever. That is a cultural war, guys. Okay. And the cultural war right now is between the fiat left and the fiat right. Us, our job as Bitcoiners is to say, like, like, yo, like, like, put them apart and be like, yo, you dumb mother effers stop fighting <laughs> like you're getting ripped the f off like i just like you guys have a lot more in common than you think but but that's the mechanism that's how they divide and conquer you like that's how that's how like regardless of what political party gets in power they just print money and everyone gets poorer 
right? So what do you do? You have to take over the culture. So, um, Opti- yeah. What, what's that? What's that one meme we always say? Uh, politics is downstream from culture yeah, yeah. and it, it's not and i didn't coin coin it by the way the great andrew breitbart did so it's essentially you know politics is downstream from culture you want over the you want to win over the the political war you have to win over the cultural war like yeah. that's yeah that's yeah, how yeah. it goes so definitely have, it's, it's, it is a culture war but it's not the culture war that you're thinking of yeah it's it's a it's the bitcoin culture war how do we get people to ask the fundamental question what is money we get them to ask that question we win by default all right love Opti, it love yours. it great context because we've been showing a lot of examples the last couple of weeks of bitcoin hitting popular culture and i say it all the time this year i think is going to be huge in bitcoin saturating popular culture you're going to be seeing it on television everyone's going to be talking about it as the price runs and we're seeing more and more examples anyways let's get to this video because you might be wondering what is going on in this video Uh, i'm not going to play the video because it's 10 minutes but there is some funny things here we found an unlikely Bitcoin hero who went absolutely viral over the weekend. So this guy, Ben and Wanda Hart, a.k.a. Ben Hart underscore freedom on Twitter. And he goes, I wake up at 6 a.m. to find that my bo- my daughter has posted a TikTok video trashing me. She's a big social media influencer with millions of follows. Here it is. Here's the video. You can see it got 7.1 million views. And if you look closely, look at this guy's shirt. He's wearing a Bitcoin shirt. And let me just fast forward a little bit. There's a point in here. So apparently the dad, you know, is clearing up some things about what his daughter was saying. And part of it is that he's a 64-year-old breakdancer and he's on television. And there's a point here where he's in the Bitcoin shirt with the Bitcoin flag in the background just doing his break here. Maybe we play a little little break here for you guys. <laughs> Unlikely hero. And then even another one where towards the end, can I find it? Towards the end, he's also, you know, in public with another Bitcoin shirt. So Bitcoin culture is starting to saturate popular culture. I'm sure you're seeing the Bitcoin stuff. We saw Jack Dorsey at the Super Bowl with the Satoshi shirt. Damn, her I'm dad sh- was making fun of him. Like, look, what dad could do that? Yeah, my stepdad cannot do that. I'll tell you that much. But he's he's decked out in Bitcoin merch. And again, Ooh, guys, it's what we've like been a, saying. He's like a sixty-year-old man. Look at the flexibility in the movement. Nico can't do this, and he's thirty. Uh, no way I can do this. <laughs> Anyways, guys, the reason we're bringing it up: seven point one million views on this. Whether these people actively look at it's this like video, it's like the Jack Dorsey stuff. Exactly, it's like the Jack Dorsey stuff. Yeah, 100%, this is this is 100%. what we've been saying, and this is the whole goal of Simply Bitcoin is to try to break into the YouTube algo so that average everyday people start to understand and get their first touch points on Bitcoin and realize like, oh man, maybe this Bitcoin thing is is a real thing. I thought Bitcoin was dead. And now we're going to see the price rip and everyone's going to be wearing their Bitcoin merch. And you're going to see more examples of this, of people talking about Bitcoin and popular culture. I'm thinking of the one, it was like uh, The Bachelor or something. The guy like gets dumped or the girl cheats on him or something and and she gives him back the ring and he's like, that's one Bitcoin. Like we're going to see more and more examples of this and 7 million people saw this and we do our best to break out of the bitcoin echo chamber because like what's the point of only talking to people that believe what you believe we want more people to hold bitcoin you want to spread the signal far and wide so that people understand that bitcoin is the best money and it's really a thing about power and numbers because you know as much as we love bitcoin as much as we want to stack as much bitcoin as possible it means nothing if it's just a very small minority of people holding bitcoin Bitcoin. Anyways, 
Steven Lubka broke this down very good on Twitter, and he just goes, strap in. Daughter posts viral TikTok about dad abandoning the family for breakdancing. Next post, this is after another viral TikTok where she claimed the feminist left her body when a man paid for a date. Dad records a video correcting the record. Dad is wearing a Bitcoin shirt, describes a divorce, was living down the street, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Paid $5 million in settlement, drops a banger line about inflation, subtle nod to Bitcoin, and dad, who is 66, then breaks dance in front of a giant Bitcoin flag when podcast and the, the inflation line that he was talking about. He basically said in 2005, I paid five million dollars uh, for uh, what do you call it? Uh, alimony? No, child, whatever the child, uh, you know, you pay for the kid after a divorce. And he's like, and now that's probably like ten million dollars. So average people, obviously, he's a Bitcoiner, so I won't say he's average, but that signal is spreading and people are starting to realize what the problem is with inflation and the reason why what Elizabeth Warren can go out and go greedflation. It's not because of the greedy corporations. It's not because of the greedy capitalists. It's because they're printing too much money and they are destroying Mm -hmm. the dollar and everyone is waking up to this. And as more and more people start to get flashes of the Bitcoin logo, of Bitcoin content, of the Bitcoin price ticker on corporate press, about the price moving up, the FOMO that we are about to unleash on the hard cap Bitcoin supply of 21 million is really going to rock the world. We are entering into, I believe, a prime time in Bitcoin price movement. I don't believe in diminishing returns because there's very few people that are even holding Bitcoin. I think it's going to go crazy. But you're seeing that Bitcoin is starting to saturate popular culture. Whether it was like last week, you know, Tim Pool talking about it. We've seen Tucker talk about it. We've seen, you know, this guy. What's what's this guy's name? Uh, ben. Ben Hart. Shouts out to him. Just an unlikely hero of the Bitcoin community. I saw this video going viral over the weekend and I never clicked it. And then I clicked it this morning. I'm like, wait, this guy's decked in Bitcoin stuff? Like, what is going on here? Seven million views? Like, wow. All right, guys. Anyways, this is part of the idea we talk about here. Breaking the echo chamber. And politics is downframe from culture. If more and more people hold Bitcoin, save in Bitcoin, then it doesn't matter what these unproductive class people like Rishi Sunak or whoever Elizabeth Warren say about Bitcoin. We know the problem. They've printed too much money. They destroyed the dollar and there's no way out of it. They have to keep printing the dollar. And the only way to protect yourself is by saving in Bitcoin. Hence why Nico kind of brought up the beauty on tweet where he's talking about the Wall Street bets guys, Wall Street silver guys. It's like they can pinpoint the problem all they want, but they're not talking about the solution. And you can fix this. And that is the problem. You can fix this by opting into Bitcoin. There is a solution here. It is Bitcoin. And we're going to see more and more of this. So unlikely hero shouts out to the 64 year old break 66 year old break dancing dad dude winning over the culture culture, we have to get this guy on simply bitcoin speak to him (laughs) he's probably super based uh but this is how you win guys we have to take over the culture we have to win over the hearts and minds one person at a time no individual left behind unless they for whatever reason they want to continue using fiat um but uh but yeah this is this is how we win anyways guys thank you so much for tuning in to simply bitcoin guys if you enjoyed the show we literally broke we had 115 people watching us on on uh, rumble alone 360 on youtube another i think we peaked at like 40 or 50 on twitter guys if you're watching the show and you're enjoying it smash the like button really really helps with the algos please share this content 
If you have a family member, they don't understand, share this video, share it, share Simply Bitcoin, get the message out there. Uh, if you have Bitcoin stickers, post them everywhere. Bitcoin merch, uh, you know, wear it, represent. Wait, 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 wait. Simply, Bitcoin does, wait, Simply Bitcoin does not endorse vandalism. <laughs> we don't, exactly, we don't endorse van vandalism. But if you guys, <laughs> merch, merch works. Look at the Jack Dorsey stuff. So anything Bitcoin related, you have to win over the culture, share Bitcoin music, share Bitcoin content, get the message out there. This is how we win. Spread it far and wide. A lot of people or they feel the discontent, they feel the hurt, they feel the pain, but they think yeah, yeah. it's political. It's not. It's the broken money. Fix the money. Fix the Henry world. Go, can, can I That's touch on that real quick? Hit it. This is the whole point of it, man. Like, look out into the world. Everyone is feeling the pain right now. And, you know, I know a lot of people like, yo, I don't even talk about Bitcoin anymore. We did the Snowden tweet. Like, if you don't get it, I don't have time to convince you. But I don't know. I look at my friends and my family and I sympathize with them. I empathize with them. And hence why I constantly hit my parents as much as possible with the signal. You know, they're, they're kind of orange pilled, but like I wish they were fully orange pilled. And so I do my best to not be too preachy when I talk about Bitcoin, but also just like be an example of like, this is what you should be doing. Here's the problem. The solution is Bitcoin. So the more we do this, the more people can actually benefit from Bitcoin and help themselves and live a better life. And that's what this is all about is you guys out there living a better life because you're on the Bitcoin standard. It's not just about ranting about Bitcoin, virtue signaling about Bitcoin. It's about improving your life with the Bitcoin standard because we are all feeling the detrimental effects of the number go down technology that is the fiat standard we currently live in. Bars. All right, guys, you know, you know the deal. Smash the like button. We're almost at 200 likes. Almost at 200 likes on, on YouTube. Smash it. We're at 193. Anyways, love you all. Guys, have an amazing day. I know it's a holiday here in the U.S., but simply Bitcoin doesn't stop. Honey Badger Media doesn't stop. We'll be back tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. We love you all. Peace out, everybody. Today's episode was brought to you by BitcoinWell.com, a Bitcoin-only platform on a mission to enable financial independence. <laughs>